There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again to the New York Talk. We have another member of the double promotion team with us again today. Uh, we've got Michael O'Connor joining us today. Thank you for joining us. No problem. Uh, and we've got Mick with us as well. So as always. Yeah, I just sit here. Ain't <laughs> 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 um, I always start with where, where was life taking you now, Michael? A couple of come oh. on, we, we, almost ten years after still signing from those. Where, where are you now? Yeah, I feel, I feel old now. Um, <laughs> back, I'm back home now. I moved back, um, moved back to Ireland, Northern Ireland last year. Um, as you've the COVID and that, I just didn't know what way was going on over there. My plan was to move back, back home at some mm-hmm. stage. So um, I finally, finally done it. So I'm back, back home now. Playing, still trying to play football. <laughs> and you were saying before we started recording that you've had a, a similar to Rotherham, the back end of your season. Northern Ireland has been chaotic. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. We had, um, I think we started a month later, and then around Christmas time, we had like four or five weeks where it was just there were no games. So mm. for I think the last six, seven, eight weeks, we were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesdays, and then the, the Irish the Irish Cup was on as well. It's like the FA Cup over here. Yeah, um, that was like. Like the semi final was on a Wednesday, Thursday, and the, and the final was on like a Friday or a Saturday, like a two day turnaround. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah, it's mad. And you have to consider, like, these lads are, I think, there's only two full time teams that are full time. The rest no. of the time, so you have lads out on the, they're like, Brickland or mm. doing what they're doing, working from like six in the morning till four, and then having to go to the game. Wow. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. When we think of like tough in, in England, and we have it, we have, they have it tough, but. They had to go do another job while they're doing it, haven't they? Yeah, do a proper job in the morning. <laughs> um, so let's go back all the years when you first signed for Rotherham United, uh, summer of 2012, so nine years ago. Um, yeah. What was the sell? So you because you dropped down a league, didn't you? We talked about this with Carrie Arneson. A lot of players either dropped down a stand or dropped down a league. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at the time being pretty impressed that we were attracting people who have played pretty well in League One. 
mm-hmm. and the Rapids come and drop down to play for Rotherham in League Two. How easy a decision was it? Was the, did it take a lot of convincing? Um, not, not really, no, no. I was the um, when I heard there was interest from from Steve Evans and Rotherham. I was even on Google and I seen like there was a brand new stadium, um, mm. stuff like that there. And the same, some I think the same three or four players before me, which were good players. Mm. So I spoke to the chief scout at Scunthorpe and just said to him, like, our oh, Rotherham interest. He says, You need to go. He says, They're going places, like, they're having the right go. So as soon as, as soon as he says that, um, I think my name was made up near nothing. And then I met Steve and basically uh, saying, did you? How was Stevens to, to start on the first meeting? You know, when you first talked to him, signing yeah. the club, um, was that the same Stevens that was there when you first turned up to the first day of training? It was, was on the first or? day, but not, not the second day. Not the second. <laughs> 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 uh, no, he was. Listen, it's you hear rumours about about him before signing. Um, hmm. Heard all sorts, and I thought, you know, I'll, I'll go and speak to him and, and see what he's like. And mm. that time I met him, he was the nicest man in the world, honestly. Nicest man ever. Spoke to him for a good hour and a half about football. Um, showed me around uh, the stadium, around the training mm. ground, had a good chat. I thought, he's, he's all right. <laughs> but people were saying, must be lies. <laughs> and then I think it was day two or day three of pre-season, that's when he sort of seemed like the, the real Steve. But I, I get on well. Listen, I get on. I sort of knew how to take him after the first week. Mm. A lot of players struggled. Um, he could get into people's heads very easy. But I was, um, I was, I was fine. But obviously, you had days where he was like, mm. too much. You know what I mean? But you just, you, I just learned uh, to know how to play him. Do you know what I mean? And, and what to do? He was fine, mate. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before. The high turn, there was a very high turnover of players when he when he was our manager. Do you think that's because just some people just couldn't really deal with his intensity and his methods? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think I think the League Two season. I think we must have brought out about forty players. <laughs> no. yeah. And that that's, that's it was mad. Like it's January, and then we get five or six in, five or six out, and then. It was just mad, but to be fair, he kept he kept the core of the team, mm. like the ones that were starting week in week out, had good partnerships and that. So that seen as soon he brought he brought some good players in that sort of helped us when he had injuries and suspensions. But no, it's it was it was a it was different from what I was used to. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I was yeah, I had Nigel Atkins as my manager, nice guy in football. It's <laughs> yeah. um, I had Steve Holland and Dario Grady at the crew. Both lovely yeah. fellas, and then I was here, Steve, like <laughs> on the other end of the But I was, it was sort of a shock to me. But you know, where I'm from and how I was brought up, I'm used to people like that. So yeah. I just get on, get on it. Did it? If, I knew you at the time you were in around the international setup, but even when you played for us, if you play a few times for international, was there a worry from your side that dropping down to League Two is? Would, do you think whether it's going to affect your international career at all? Um, no, no, I didn't think about months. Uh, I was st- still in the squads. I um, mm. still got picked the squads at the start. And then there was one squad we were playing. And I remember Rotherham were playing. We were play- Rotherham were playing Bradford at, I think it was at home. Was it the FA Cup or something? The Carling Cup? I think we beat them 3 3 0. But there was an international game yeah. that week and I pulled out because I said I was injured. 
Mm. And then I ended up playing for Bradford. I ended up playing for Rotherham against Bradford and the manager <laughs> Northern Ireland was like, I thought you were injured. So yeah. I think after that I didn't I was sort of on the fringes of the Ireland squad and sort of getting called up and then left out. So I think that played a big part in me sort of mm. just going away from the scene. No, I mean it's interesting that it, it, you talk about Steve Evans and, and as, as a manager, and I, 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 like as, as Matt said, we spoke to Ben Pringle and mm-hmm. Kerry Anderson in the last couple of uh, weeks. So, and, and I look as obviously a non-footballing person and, and, and look at him and the stories I hear about him as a gaffer, as a boss. I don't know. How, I don't know how people <laughs> can do it. I mean, I'm sure you know in, in his in his downtime, in his pleasant periods, he's a lovely bloke, and he, yeah. he definitely comes across that way. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. But as a gaffer, I just it would get. I would be one of those that it got in my head. Definitely, he, he, he did it at the time. Every 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 day there was something. Honestly, every day you had something. And see, at the time you're thinking, Fuck, I, can't, I, can't be, I can't deal with this. But see now looking back, mm. that was the best two years. <laughs> my career was just the stories every day there was something like I looking back now it was it was definitely the best two years of my, my career just being around and obviously the lads like it was a great mm. squad with good set of lads it stuck together and you know it was, it was unbelievable but nah, that was that was that two years was stories like there's like a there's a book in there on the right leg I'm thinking about writing a book on it <laughs> like someone <else. laughs> well like I said I suppose it brings players together doesn't it because it's not against the manager but you've it sort of is at times, I suppose. The players have got to, yeah. got to be together if you've yeah. got somebody like that that can be at you a lot. Yeah, yeah, that definitely was like we stuck together. There was a stage where like there were, every day there was someone else thinking, I've had enough, I can't, I can't do this anymore, I'm gone. And then the next day he'd be all right, and then someone else would be like, Oh, I can't do this anymore, I'm, I'm, I've had enough. And then it just, it was every day. And, you know, it was, it was fu- it's funny now looking back, but the time you're thinking, mm. Other thing, but that's obviously like most of the lads knew how to deal with them. Like the more yeah. experienced lads, the lads that sort of been there and done it. But it was young lads coming through the sort of youth that Steve brought in. Like the youth, there was a young lad called Nicky Walker. I don't know, he played, made one or two appearances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the smartest kid. Like he stick his his nickname brains. So that sort of explains like he's not the smartest. But he he came in on a on a Friday before a game. He done like a five a side, done a warm up. Pass and drill, five aside, few games. And he, he trained this Friday, first time, young kid came in, and he was like Ronaldo Messi rolled into one in these games. He was unbelievable. And see, within four weeks, Steve turned him from Ronaldo Messi in the Conference North player, just because he didn't have the mental strength to, to deal with yeah. him, you know. Yeah. Um, but he, 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 he done all right, obviously. But I'll say, when he first came in, we thought this kid's got a chance. And mm. He just couldn't. He just couldn't deal with the mental side of being under Steve, yeah. which some did and some didn't. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we went to Championship, John Swift came in on loan. Yeah. He came on the game and looked amazing. He played mm-hmm. another game and then we did see him. Literally, didn't see him again. And but he's gone on to a brilliant career at Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, it? it's, it's, <laughs> you get the, the you get the best technical player in the world, but if you mm. don't have the mental strength to deal with big Steve, then you're you're out the door. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> that's that. that's that. that's that. that's that. 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 that.
to yeah. come to New York and that's your home ground every week, it must have been fantastic. In the first game of the season, when the fans were yeah. you know, rocking, it must have been a great game to play in because it's just everything went well, went well as well. And we won as well, obviously. Yeah, I think it was Bernardo, was 3-1 or something? Yeah, 3-0. Uh, 3-0, yeah, I remember that. Mm. In the pre-season, I think, pre-season, we played Hearts at home. Mm. There was about six or 7,000 at that game. And the atmosphere yeah. was decent for a pre-season. We thought, this is decent. And then the first game of the season, it was, was it 10,000 sellout? Small like that, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, uh, first game. And, you know, it was big. For, it was massive for us to get off the winning start at Brown Lee Stadium. Um, mm. It's helped. But then after that, we sort of, two or three games after that, we sort of struggled. Um, a few bad results. And then we just kicked in the gear. And, you know, it was, it was a long season, like, but... Yeah. Um, the first game where we sort of saw what you could produce was the Bradford game at home, where yeah. you scored a very early goal, and we've been asked to ask you a lot. That goal you scored against Bradford, there's that one and, and Stevenage away, which people are sort of saying your best goal. Which, what was your favourite goal for the Millers? Um, it'd have to be, it'd have to be the Bradford one. That was the best strike. I think it was 25 mm. yards out. Say the Stevenage mm. one was a good goal, but I think the celebration that we took that goal. Okay. <laughs> Wish we did kept that one. <laughs> Wish we that one. Yeah. But, uh, Funny you should mention that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still get the grounds, man. Uh, Taxing me, asking for uh, money for the, the ground report. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing that one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, about, that's, the most best, that, that's the best strike. I remember it was like, it was early on, it was like three minutes in or something. Yeah. I remember Prings, Prings, so, I think it was Prings sort of giving me like a bouncing ball. I took a touch mm. for 25 yards out and I just thought I'll smash this and caught so sweet. Mm. And yeah, it was, uh, that, was, that, was a big, that was a big win for us against Bradford. That was a local, sort of local derby, you know, it's, it was a big one for us that. Yeah, they didn't like Steve Evans either, did the Bradford? They had a thing... Thing with him yeah. as well, didn't they? So like, added to the spice. Yeah, it was. I think Gareth Evans scored as well, and he went and celebrated in front of yeah. Bradford fans, which yeah, just a that. great day. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I chipped the ball back post, and he, I think Gaz got two that game. I think he made a score. Yeah, but he did, remember yeah. he celebrated behind the goal and run across the away yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then a couple of games later. Um, one of the most difficult games of the season, certainly as a fan, the Port Vale game, um, the 6-2 defeat, we 4-0 down inside 20 minutes, the almost reversal of the Bradford game. Um, yeah. As a fan, it was just tough, really tough to watch. Yeah. Is it, when you're in the game, is it easy to sort of think, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong, we should have done this, or was it just a whirlwind? It was just a whirlwind, honestly. It's, it was just one of them games where... Every time they attacked, they scored. I think Pope, I think Tom Pope got a hat trick in the first four altogether, didn't yeah, four in the end. Best <laughs> thing about it, I was met because I, I played with uh, uh, the Pope at crew years ago, mm. and I was planning on staying down with him afterwards, like it's down at his house in Stoke and having yeah. a night out. But come to four now, I'm saying to him, you fucking stop scoring. I'm not going to hurt the name you keep scoring. <laughs> it was just what I think we got it back to four two. And I thought, mm. there might be a chance here. And then they just scored again. And it was just one of them days. It was like 35 degree heat and the pitch was sticky. And they were just, they just out for us that day. They just wanted them. What mm. was that? 
Uh, and Ben Pringle tells us that Steve wasn't very happy. I did a training early the next day and yep. uh, a, bit, a bit of chaos as, as per. Yeah. Next day, I think we're in for a half seven, eight o'clock. Uh, we had the meeting. What was the video? Watched the video of the game back, which lasted mm. about two minutes. And then I think it was Nobes, David Noble. He had to go with Nobes for a pass or something he'd done in the game. Mm. And Nobes like, was like, ah, oh, this. I'm not having this. So they just kicked <laughs> off. Because Steve kept it all about, obviously, Croy would have done this and Croy would have done that. And Nobes like, it's not all about Croy, their, their pub team. Like, <laughs> all about it. All about that. And then I've been back and forward and those like just got up and says, ah, I've had enough, like give me my, my registration, I'll leave. And then fa- it was about quiet and then five minutes later he heard knock on the door like the fuck this. Nobody came back and says like ah he said he came back and said something else. We thought, oh there we go again. So kicked off again and then <clears> Nobes was gone for like three weeks. Came back in and get back in the team. <laughs> He must have told me during the two years I was there, he told me at least, I'd say at least five or six times I won't play from again. Send me up in training five or six times, you won't play from again. Next day is my best mate. He was that, you just couldn't read him, so you couldn't, he was just smart. In the last game of the season before Aldershot, remember the League Two, the last game? Yeah. He, um, Something happened in training on the, the Friday, and uh, I get sent in for training. I get sent in. What I won't play again, and then obviously the next day I play. <laughs> I, was, I just I just knew how. I nearly said I'd just take a pinch of salt, and uh, yeah. yeah. But no, I get on well with him. You know, even even now, like he rang me, I'd answer the phone to him and, and speak to him. Mm. Yeah, he gave me a chance. You know, he, he gave me a chance to win them back to back promotions. Without him, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Oh, I'm a lot for that. You play with some fantastic players. But one, one thing which we've always ever, all, can't argue is Steve Evans built, brought in some fantastic players. Mm-hmm. And that midfield in League Two was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One of the fan questions we've got is, um, who did you prefer playing in the middle of the midfield? Uh, Noble Arnie or Frex? That they've put, is it, who was your best midfield partner that you play with in your time at the Millers? Um... Obviously, they're all they're all completely different. Completely yeah. Different players. Um, I think Ar- Arnie played more centre back, so I think I played once with Arnie midfield the, mm. the whole time it was there. I think Frax I played with the most. But in that league one season, he he was the best kind of league back country man. Absolutely, he, he won his promotion that year. Honestly, it was it was unbelievable. And Nobs was just you knew you could get, give Nobs the ball anywhere. Three mm. players around him, you take it off, you take it and. Keep the ball for you. So yeah. I would say Frax, because we're going to play with Frax at Lincoln as well. Mm. And we travelled in together, so we knew each other off the pitch. And on the pitch, we had a good relationship. So I would say I would say Frax, especially after the League One season. He was different class. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Yeah. Love Frax. Yeah. Um, 100%. <laughs> Club legend. <laughs> Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I've watched Rotherham United for God, uh, <coughs> how many years? <laughs> Fifty plus years. Uh, and and if I had to pick a top two or three players, Frex would definitely be near the top, near the top of the top three. Because I, I just absolutely adored the man as a footballer. What a, it, it just it just made such a difference. He had everything. Mm. He had everything. Like he 
box to box, up and down, fittest player I've played with. Um, technically, unbelievable. Like he's, it's underrated how good technically he is because he's so busy, like up and down. Mm. But on the ball, he never lost the ball. Kept it simple. Scored much goals. He scored loads of goals for other released top ends, yeah. headers. You know, he had he had everything for a top top centre midfielder. Mm. Yeah, I was surprised they came to us in League Two. I was, I was really surprised they came to us in, and thankfully yeah, he didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he was playing at Peterborough. I think he had a forward with. Yeah. I think he was meant to say, it was going on, I think it was like three or four weeks that was going on for where he was saying, right. he wasn't, then he was, then he wasn't. Mm. And then he showed up one day, and I think that they were him on loan first with a few departments. Yeah. It was one of them. Sent him up to, but I think it's happened yeah. in January, I think. January, St. Perman. Yeah, good saying that. Yeah. Mm. Um, we talked about the 6-2, there was also the 5-0 loss to Dagenham, there was a 3-0 loss to Southend at home, well, Southend went nowhere that year. Um, it was a difficult, it wasn't an easy season, was it? Uh, was the times where you thought, this is just not going to work, you know, we're, we're pick, losing against teams we shouldn't be losing against. Yeah. Was there any time of real worry that the promotion just weren't going to happen? I think it was before walking away, six games to go, maybe seven. Mm. Ted away, and I think we were good two, maybe two or three points outside the playoffs. But the playoffs was tight. As you think, mm. joining them, they were they were on the way of it. They were yeah. there. But that was seven games to go and we thought we we made struggle in the playoffs here. And then since I think we beat we beat more of them away and then we won the next five or six on the bounce, which mm. got us promoted. But at that stage we, we were so inconsistent, like we were winning two or three and then losing the draw, and then winning one or two and then losing the draw, and we couldn't get our own going. And then obviously the last six games, whatever it was, we just we just hit form and just didn't look like losing. You know, when you suddenly hit form like that, does, does is it noticeable that something's just clicked? Or does does it just sort of continue, the momentum carries you, carries that's you that, through? That's what it is, momentum, just winning games, you know, just getting that winning mentality. Um, we just couldn't do it throughout the season. We're going on like two or three winning runs, mm. like winning games and then losing a couple and then winning. But once once we won two or three towards the end, I thought, it's the business end of the season. We need to, we need to start winning all these games of football to get automatic promotion. And we just went on done it. And then, yeah, that was, that was it. Mm. Um, and we talked to Frex and Pringle and Arnie about the Bradford game. Uh, mm. Just goes down in Rodham folklore. What was that like to play? And imagine... It was an absolute battle. It was the, I think I played thirty minutes. I I get taken off after thirty minutes. I get the left I back. Hit, yeah, dummy yeah. like the like my lower back mm. couldn't move, so I came off. But that first thirty minutes, I think I touched the ball three times. But it was with my head as well, not not my foot. <laughs> <laughs> it was just one of games where you just had to roll your sleeves up. The pitch was awful. Mm. Um, you just it was just horrible. It always was against Bradford. They had the big lad up top, Hanson. Yeah. Hanson Nucky Wells, which as a partnership they were they were they were very good. Mm-hmm. Um so that their their game plan was to go back to front, miss out the midfield and play like that. So you knew in them games as a midfielder you weren't you just had to win your own battle and and, and that was it, really. But that mm-hmm. was that was good. I remember watching the goal. I was behind. I was at the side for the goal when their keeper came up to the corner. Mm-hmm. I think we have cleared it, and Kieran's run the full end of the pitch and scored. And the away fans, I that's that's the best like away support I've ever seen. 
It took weeks for uh, weeks for the injuries to shins for uh, shins to be able to the top tier, lower tier. Why for the top tier we're going to like go on the lower tier? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that was that was uh, that, that was massive for us. But even yeah. after that game, we had a tough one after that. I think it was Plymouth away. Plymouth away, yeah. That was that was a tough one. I think we went there and we beat them in one 0 Maybe I think Kieran scored again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the last two months, you know, you're looking for someone to to get us over the line, and he was the man. He was the man. He was in the team the whole season. Come the last two months, he got his chance, and he he scored a lot of goals towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the final game of the season, the big one, uh, older shot at home. Mm-hmm. On paper, we should have won comfortably because they were bottom of the league. They obviously ended up getting relegated. Um, as a player, what? What's the build-up to a big game like that? Because that's your season's coming down to a game. It's like almost like a playoff final. Yeah. This is it. Uh, yeah, uh, you won't believe me. The build-up. Me and me and Frax went to the Crucible on the Friday to watch a snooker. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst hour and a half of my life. You couldn't you couldn't breathe or sneeze or do anything. Uh, we, we done we done that, and then obviously the build-up. There was no there was no difference in the build-up to any other game. Mm. Like not on the training pitch. Obviously, lads were probably nervous but we knew you get into that game like i think we knew we were going to win you know mm-hmm. not 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 with arrogance just when we won the last five or six games we're playing well they're um they're bombed the, the league um but they had none to play for which makes it dangerous you know they mm-hmm. had they had a free hit really um but no it was it was a tough game i think was it Mull- johnny mullen scored that game Charlie Mullins, I think, after only I took an hour, it was all 64 minutes. Yeah, the goal. yeah it was dragging on a bit at nights, and then I think Frack scored that one where the whole pitch came on top of us once he scored. <laughs> uh, it was, I, was, I, was, I was just behind him at that time, and as I seen mm. it get in, I seen the fans, and I have turned around the other way to sprint the other way. But <laughs> <laughs> the fans came up. But no, I was, I was, that was some day, that. that was unbelievable. Yeah. Mm. That was, yeah, a very special day. Mm. Um, I just you had a, you, the club around you with a trip to Vegas. Uh, were you part of the group that, that went out a few days away? No, I, I didn't go. I, oh. I, won't, I won't let Mrs. won't let me go. <laughs> 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 uh, no, I, I, had a, I had a holiday book. I had a holiday book with the uh, family, missing kids. So I didn't even, I didn't even tell her about Vegas because I knew it would have been. No. So, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think there was about. 12, 13, the lads went. I was the lads had holidays booked already. Yeah. Um, but I would have loved their event. Um, but no, I didn't, didn't go. But what I've heard of afterwards, they've had a good time. Mm. And what were the celebration? Because the week, the, week, the, week, the week after the game, they had the Port Warren testimonial the week after. Yeah. Were you part, were you part of that? Was that yeah. a good week leading up to that, I imagine? Yeah. Well, I think it was on the drink for like three days after the last game of the season. <laughs> so I, was, I couldn't run the morning's testimonial. <laughs> I was actually um, but no, it was a good day for Warney. I was like, hmm. he was. I've always said, I think if Warney wasn't there, we would have got that back-to-back promotions. Hmm. I don't think he was. He was the one that kept the lads like sane, if you want to say, like between Steve, because hmm. Steve was obviously going off. One of Warney was like with the lads, but he was with Steve as well. Do you know what I mean? He was the middleman. Yeah, but. No, Warney absolutely led, absolutely led. You, know, you couldn't say a bad word about Warney and what he's done now, rather, it's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I would ask that 
everybody we've spoken to says that not surprised at all that he's gone gone being a manager. But him himself, but before he took the job, was sort of like, I think I've had you know, the stress and everything else. I'm not sure what. And he took it over. And we've, all right, we've gone down this season. We've had some struggles. Yeah. But yeah, for me, he has blossomed. And he, he's just, it, it suits him, if that sort of makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. Have you, you see some pains on Twitter, like some of the interviews he's got. He mm. just wears his heart and sleeve. He's just rather, he's got rather blood on him. You know, he's, he wants to do well for the... For the club, and he has, you know, you need to look at the clubs in the championship this year. Mm. It's a hard league to be in, especially no offense to Rotherham, like I'd love him to stay championship, but it's not as big as a club as the Derby's. Even they struggle the Derby's, the Cardiff's, the Norwich's, the Brentford's. You know, it's the list goes on. <laughs> it, yeah. Every club, every club in the championship yeah. has, I would say, two, three, four times a bigger budget, even more as Rotherham. Yeah. So, more he done to take the last game of the season. That, that's a big achievement. It'd be two minutes away from keeping the club in the championship. Not many, not many people could have done that. Not many. No. I agree. Completely agree. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> um, the second season uh, for you, they're in the League One season. Um, is there ever a worry when you've got promotion because you're going up a league? We were all pretty confident we'd be at least safe. Um, but is anyone at your positions under threat? Because of course, you go to the high league in theory, you can attract that, uh, you know, yeah. higher caliber players. Mm-hmm. How much of a threat do you feel under it in that close season? Um, no, I, I was just looking forward to it. Obviously, obviously mm. I went to Rotherham to get promotion, and I knew mm. the same two years. So, I knew first year we got promotion, I'd want to go on again. Obviously, I played League One for a couple of years at Scunthorpe and the Championship. So, you know, I was more. I was more familiar with League One than League Two. Um, so me personally, I didn't feel under pressure that someone's going to come and take, take my place. Obviously, the better players you get in makes you play better and train better. So yeah. they keep ahead in. Um, but no, we made, made some good loan signings. You know, we had Tavs right back, who was unbelievable, mm. going on, had a great career. Mm. Um, you had Harris Fugic as well, who, yeah. unbelievable, what a player. But... He just couldn't be with the mental side of Steve, you know. Mm. He was nice and yeah. nice at football, but um, yeah, just made some unbelievable sense that year. And we just, you know, we kept, we kept the core of the team from League Two, which helped. We had the mm. partnership with Morgs and Arnie at the back. Um, you had me, Frax, and Noel still, still there with a couple of additions. Um, Nard started off and then he left. He was top goal scorer in League Two. Mm. But then he, he brought and revs as well. So he, he done he kept he kept the core of the team and then just brought in brought in better players, which which got us up to where we were. Mm. Definitely. Um you started off the season basically playing every game. I think the first five games before the first international part you played virtually every minute. Um you then went off the international break and never really got I think I think only four or five starts after that. Initial break that you sort of played in. Yeah. What sort of happened for that? Is there? A, I think I read some of you got injured during the international break, and then yeah. that, was that part of it? Or yeah, no, I done, done my groin. Um, I was sort of struggling with my groin for, for like two or three weeks before that, but playing through it. Yeah. Um, I went, I went away and the I think I played Luxembourg away, and they came on after like 10, 15 minutes, and then after like eighty minutes, they could hardly move my groin, but. I couldn't come off. There was made the three subs. We were losing three two, yeah. and I was just playing through it. And 
it was it was, it was a bad not a bad one, but it was it wasn't wasn't great. Like McGrone was in bits. Um, hmm. I got back and Steve wasn't happy that the plates food and the stuff and then I think it was out for like four or six weeks with the groin. And then the lads were going like a I think it was like a 12, 13 game on beating run or something or something like or 15 mm, game on beating run. Yeah. yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't get back to the team. I was getting on for like 10 minutes here and 20 minutes there. I just couldn't get back to the team. And I couldn't even knock on his door and say, like, why am I not playing? Because the lads are winning games. You know, it's <laughs> You know, but I, I didn't mind. I was happy to run. I was, I was, I was disappointed to be sitting on the bench. But I knew if I'm sitting on the bench, then the team's doing well. Which I didn't, I didn't mind. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get get going again. And I think only made like, as you say, four or five starts after that. There, yeah. But I was fit. I was fit. It was. I wasn't mm. injured. I just couldn't get in the team because the lad was doing so well. That's what I think. Mm. Which, yeah, like I say, shows if we can keep your bench, we're definitely doing something right because in League One, League Two, we're our best, yeah. better midfielders. Yeah, <laughs> it was just, just that. Even the fans, you looked at the fans in that League One season, you know, any of them players could have gotten most League One teams. That's how mm. that squad was in League One. Scary, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when did you start thinking of promotion as, as a group of, group of players? Because obviously we didn't go into the season thinking we're going to go up. Like I said, I, we were, I don't know about you, Mick, but I was almost certain we weren't going to go down. I knew good players were good enough to, to take up. Um, when was promotion sort of start being talked of? I don't think we did talk about promotion months, honestly. Mm-hmm. Me, me personally, I think it was, I don't know if you remember the late Noreen game at home where Red scored later on. Yes. Remember that? <laughs> that's, that's what I was saying. I'm thinking, yes. We have a chance here because they, they were flying, they were doing well. Mm, yeah. And we were on a good run as well. And once we beat Demons, I thought, I thought personally myself, I thought, we, we, we've got a chance here. And then you get your place in the playoffs with two, I think it was two or three games to go. Mm. We were guaranteed playoffs. Mm. So, yeah, no, it's, it, was, it was from then I thought, we've got a chance. Mm. Um, something I do want to ask about on the New Year's Day game against Coventry. Uh, we ended up losing 3-1. Yeah. Um, I remember you, it was Morgan got sent off for a ridiculous decision. Um, he fouled the player at three yards side, three yards outside box and he gave a penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you missed the penalty. I remember Steve Evans out after the game being very pu- publicly critical. And I was really surprised that he came out because he'd not really done that before with many players. Mm-hmm. Um, I just your, 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 what was your take on... Not this the miss penalty because people miss penalties. Yeah, yeah. But the, yeah. the whole Steve Evans thing after that was interesting oh, from the outside. I was I was in the car listening to Radio Sheffield on the way back, me and Frax. Mm. And he's come out and says, Oh, he'll never hit a penalty again and stuff like this. I thought mm. he's a he's a prick. Honestly. My head was gone in the car. I was going to ring him and just think, but I missed the penalty and you know, that penalty would have made it two each. I think they have broke from the penalty and scored. Yeah, he get three one the last minute. So you know, it was it was good about that, and then for him to go out and say that made it ten times worse. Um, but that that that's that was Steve, you know, <laughs> that Steve, that's, that's him. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all from from what, from what we've learned over the last couple of three weeks. That, that's, <laughs> I, yeah. What's, yeah. what's Steve Evans going to do now? I'll tell you what he's going to do. He's going to go on radio and he's going to say, never play for me again. Or I'll never take a penalty. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's basically what he done. You know, it's, yeah. but, 
you know, it was just one of the games where it was absolutely gutted after the game and he's <clears> going mad in the change room. Steve, see at half time, see at half time in games, if you're drawing mm. nil each or you're winning one nil but not playing too well, if you're walking in the tunnel and he's having a go at the fourth official, like go mad, you know, mm. we're going to get it here. So, yeah. Every time you, you, had a, you knew straight away we were going to get it. But mm. yeah, that, 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 that hurt me. I, I, I was, my head was gone with that one when he came out on the radio and like, publicly says he won't take a penalty again, stuff like this. Mm. I mean, it wasn't as if he meant to miss a penalty on purpose, it was, it was saved. Yeah. But yeah, um, that, was, that was him. That was him. It's easy to brush it off. Obviously, at the time your head's gone, but do you have to have a conversation with him, or are you, are you able, were you able to just sort of let it go after a day or two? No, I, I, I let it go. I knew, I knew if I would then on the Monday, there would have been a massive argument because hmm. he would have still been hurting from the loss, yeah. and obviously I was still hurting from the penalty miss and what he says. So I think I, I, I just, I just didn't go into him. You know, I just, just get on with training. Stuff like that. On to the playoffs. Um, well, the last, last four or five games of the season, like to be, we caught, got in what, three or four games. The 6 4 against Wolves, I think, was the game that sort of sealed it for certain. Um, you played most of that game, I think, well, come off at sub late on. That yeah. must have been chaos to play another, another game. Yeah, <laughs> I was mad. The, the atmosphere as well, I just think if they, if they yeah. won that day, they, they won the league. They won the league. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, Malmue, full house, atmosphere was unbelievable. I think we filled our end as well, we were the same. Mm-hmm. We yeah, filled, yeah. that was all red and white. Um, but yeah, I can't even remember what way the score went. Were we ahead at one stage or something? And then I think we were 4-1, 3-1 one down, and then 4-3 three three up. 4-3 up, and then Diggle, did Diggle score? Yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, oh, it was a crazy game, that. Crazy. I was, I was the maddest game I played it, honestly. I think it's the maddest game I've watched ever. Yeah. It was just crazy. <laughs> and everything. It was just mad. It was just goal and then another goal and then it just turned some of them forward to score. Uh, it's when Joe Scars popped up. It's when Joe Scars yeah. popped up with a volley. Scars, he scored a volley. Yeah, yeah, remember that? Yeah, he scored a volley out there. At least two of their goals were offside and I'm not bitter about that yet, even now. <laughs> I can still remember it. I can still remember I streaming can, on lines. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they were just you, mate. They were, they were, they were what, just me. Yeah, three thousand but... Rotherham fans and one bloke <laughs> sort of screaming at linesman. <laughs> I, I, well, like, right. I can't remember much of that game. I just remember like the atmosphere and it was just a mad game. But see, thinking back now, I just can't remember any of the goals apart from Scarsies, which scored mm. that that folly. But the rest, I can't remember the rest of it. I think Agog with the ball, Agog trick, and then Dicko got actually two tricks in the yes, game. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how good were those two? Start with Agard, 20 plus goals that season. Uh, we talk about Frex being the best player in the division, he was, but Agar, just for his goals, were just as important to push his knee up to the playoffs, weren't they? He was massive. Nice, nice as lad in football, wasn't he? <laughs> he worked so hard off the pitch. Even when he was like, he didn't get much of a chance um, mm. when he came in. He was playing a game, doing okay, and then he was. You won't see him for like three or four games, getting another mm. chance, doing okay, and then you won't see him. But then he started scoring, he got a bit of confidence, and he was massive. He was just he just scored for fun. You know, he's strong. He could hold the ball up. Still a bit raw, but he scored goals, and mm. that's that's what you want to set the forward. And he, he had a good spell. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, and Dicko obviously came on loan for what six or seven games, mm-hmm. and then went to Wolves. Um, he, he felt like for as again a fan outside one of our best loan signings, even though it was a short period of time. How good was Dicko? Because it, it looked like he had everything. He did. I I didn't play with him because I was injured for that six weeks. Yeah, that was the six weeks I missed. But Watson training. Very, he was a quiet lad. I think it was just because he just came on loan. He kept mm. himself himself. But Watson from the sideline, he was unbelievable. You know, he's, we thought he was going to be a big miss like when he left. But say Kieran stepped up and got yeah. the goals for us. Yeah, yeah. He's big for us. Yeah. Didn't Dicko score a hat-trick in both games that season against Wolves? One for us and he's one got, for them. He's got two out of place. Yeah, it was only two. We drew 3-3. 3-3 each, how was it? Yeah. Yeah, mixed mixed up angry about that and all because we got a penalty game against us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Michael Oliver, a referee as well for that, wasn't he? he he's gone on to do all right himself, hasn't he? Oh well, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I still don't forgive him for that, that penalty. No, no you haven't. Yeah. He's not good against referees, do you, mate? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> they're getting worse obviously see the referees nowadays see the last two three years they are I know it's a hard job but you need more ex-footballers to be referees 100%. just to know the game there's too many that go on these courses and watch videos of how to referee and I'd say in the next five years it'll be a non-contact sport you look at someone it'll be a free kick it's going yeah. it is going that way it's, it's it's not good it's embarrassing at the moment it's absolutely yeah. embarrassing and uh, it's one of the things that that's, that stood out for me in this last season in the championship. Mm-hmm. That the standard has just been as bad as I have yeah. ever seen. That, that's championship football. That's, yeah. that, that's the, the league below the biggest prize in them all, the Premier League. Yeah. That's what chance have you got? Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of the decisions that we've had against us this season. Seen the, seen the sends off that you've had, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. See, yeah don't, yeah, don't send me off. I'm not. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. People listen to this podcast are sick of listening to me moaning about it. <laughs> uh, out of interest, what's the standard referee like over in Northern Ireland? You say there's only not many professional teams. The standard referee, what, what's that like compared to your days in the EFL? Worse. Awful. <laughs> it? okay. oh, it's, it's awful, honestly. It's some of the. <laughs> let's talk about something else because it's yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's talk about something else yeah um, playoffs P- Preston, two Preston games um, and then the late night one so the first leg at Preston uh, again you started that game um, the, f- the goal from Ravel was an excellent goal running, 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 down, running from the halfway yeah. line um, fantastic run fantastic finish it sort of showed it should but it's not two games later but the two, that that was a really, really, really good goal from Ravel, wasn't it? Yeah, they won a pressing. Unbelievable. That's, yeah. He, once Revs gets going, like runaways, he's like a big horse. He just gallops, <laughs> you know, and you couldn't catch him. But he, he, he took out well because I, I know in the, in the past, like, he missed a lot of one-on-ones. Mm. When Revs had a lot of time one-on-one, he missed him. Mm. So that one there was massive, especially at where the pressing, you know, it's a big goal. Mm. But the goal after that, Joe Garner, my God, I was right behind it. What a strike that was. Honestly, that was, was one of the best goals I've seen being on the pitch. Mm-hmm. That was some strike, but uh, that, was a good, that was a good that was a good draw away from away mm-hmm. to Preston. 
was a great drop. But I, I didn't start that game. I came on after 10 minutes or 15 yeah. minutes. I came on for, I think it was Brins, Richard Brindley might have got injured. Right back or something. I played right in midfield that game. I came on right midfield, absolute graveyard shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was I came on. I just I just played right midfield, sort of to try and keep Gallagher quiet. There mm. he played like on the left, sort of tucked in. So I just sort of tried to stay close to him because he was there main man trying trying to keep him quiet. But no, mm. it was it was it was, it was a good draw getting into the home game. A very good draw. We, we talked about Pringle and Arnie that one of those two teams in the four teams in the playoffs, Rotherham and Preston, were the two strongest teams. Yeah. On, certainly, as, as, as a fan, that's how it felt. Obviously, they thought the same. I assume you were sort of the yeah. same as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the winner of that would have, would have been favourites, at least, to, to win it. Um, but the second game, like the atmosphere of the second game, unbelievable. Say so we got off the bad start. I think they scored. Yeah, they scored first. Then the free kick sort of missed everyone. Straight in. Yeah, yeah, scored, yeah missed everyone. I thought, oh, here we go. But after that, we just that's that's when we started. You know, lads started mm. the started the play. We knew we had to show up. And then I think Frack scored a header, and then Kieran might have scored. End up three one. Three one. Thomas got the first one. Where's and then Frack scored. Frack got yeah. the header, and then. Kieran scored, so 3-1 yeah. with 10 minutes to go, we luck safe. Yeah, mm. I know we're going to Wembley. Um, you got to come on for the last what couple of minutes for that one, just in time to get that's mobbed by everybody. <laughs> last, last two minutes, yeah. I got more for like two and a half minutes, just, uh, just to get a little appearance. But uh, I think it was just a waste of time, really, you know. Yeah. in the 90th minute, just by a sub to make, so he put me on. Is it tough that because you've played a lot of time, but then these are the games of the season that you want to be involved in? Mm. Uh, again, you, you talked earlier about the, it means the players are doing well. I imagine the playoffs, though, it's still very tough to take to be sat on bench yeah. when you've got you sat there witnessing the atmosphere and watching them play that game was mm. really tough. They're the games you, you want to get involved in football for, you know, big games mm. like that. Mm. I think it was was the last home game we played MK Dons. That was my last start for Rotherham. Mm. I scored. I scored that game as well with Drew Tuch. Yeah. I, I, I done well that game. And then the next game, he says, "I'm going to rest players for the playoffs." We played Swindon away, um, and he, re- he he says on the Friday, "I'm going to rest players." Here's the team. And I wasn't playing. I thought, Fuck, and he's re- always he's resting me to play in the playoff. Mm. So I didn't play in that game. They came to the playoff, named the team that I wasn't starting. I was in Selig, I was fuming, so absolutely fuming, not to be starting. Um, mm. But just one of them things where you just had to get on with it. Mm. Do, is that something you, again, you talk about the commentary you didn't speak to. Did, did you go and ask, sort of ask the question, you know, you, I played this game, played well, you've rested mm. me. Why am I not involved? Why am I not starting in this game? No, I didn't, I didn't go and see him. I didn't. Um, Usually, if you if, if you name the team on a Friday, mm. you don't. I would never do it. I wouldn't go and knock them on just on a Friday before yeah. a game. I would leave it till Monday. But obviously, he's named the team before, so you couldn't go and knock on us door until the two days after the game, which yeah. we won. So you couldn't really have a leg to stand on. You know, you're gonna knock on the door when yeah. you have says, "Well, we just won," so that's why you didn't play. But yeah, before the before the Swindling game. We trained on the pitch, and he called me in his office um, and says, like, no matter what happens, 
new contract. Like, by the way, we're staying stay in this league, there's a new contract for you there. I thought, happy days. Pitch of salt, double aim, but, you know, yeah. we'll see what happens. But yeah, came the, the end of the season and we had the meetings and he called me and he says, uh, he blamed the chairman. He says, oh, the chairman says that you haven't played enough games this year, so we can't give you a contract. And I thought, well, I haven't played games because you're not picking me, isn't that? Because yeah. injured, you know, it's, I'm available to play. I think I made 37 or 38 appearances that season, mm. which isn't bad, you know, considering yeah. the so many games because the lads were doing well. Um, but yeah, it's, well, yeah, that's just Steve, you know, he told you one thing and then just full of shit, really. <laughs> he was, he was. But that, that just summed him up. But one of them things, it was good at the leave. You know, I wanted to play in the championship again because it was I, played, I had two years in the championship with Scunthorpe, mm-hmm. three or four years before and done well. Um, but no, that was that was that was hard to take. No, it was good. That sounds yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds. It was him telling me there's a contract there for you, no, no matter what. There's a contract, and then ten days later, oh, there's no contract yet. No, he blamed the chair. He blamed. He blamed. Well, he says the chairman says that because of you've missed so many games, we can't give you a contract. But I spoke to Paul Douglas about a year after. I went to one of the mm-hmm. games and spoke to Paul Douglas and said to him, but he's like, ah, oh, it's false shit. That didn't, that didn't happen. We didn't. We didn't tell him. That was his decision. I was going to say. Yeah, Tony Stewart and Paul Douglas are not known for meddling. No, yep. you're not, not that type of chair. It's not Chileno yep, at Leeds yep. or whatever else. Yeah, yep. at the end of the day, the manager, if he wants to keep you, he'll keep you. Yeah. You know, it's down to him. So I was one of the things, but I get over it. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it wasn't nice, but it's football. No. Yeah, it is. And talk about the playoff final. Again, unfortunately, not involved, even on the substitute of this one. Again, I'm going to ask you again, how tough is the playoff final you go to Wembley to not be involved after being involved a lot of the last two years? Again, must be an absolute good yeah. gut or it was tough, tough role for you on the day, isn't it? Yeah, the 2-0 down at half-time, I thought, I-, I might come on here. Mm-hmm. I-, I, might, I might, a chance of me coming on and then he didn't make any subs and then I think, of like, I-, I don't know if it was actually, I don't know if it was extra time or just before full-time. Frax, um, he felt his calf, yeah. felt his calf for his mm. hamstring. So I was coming on, like Stephen Reigns says, like the warmed up, fracture struggling. As I'm getting warmed up, I think Revs went down with his hamstring or quad, and I had one yeah. sub left. And he brought on, he brought on, I think it was, I brought someone on for Rev, I can't remember who it was. But uh, it was a Fugitia, I was Harris, yeah. Brought him on, so. It's, I blame Rez for not getting on a Wembley. You know, he was down. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all his fault, not Steve's. This time it's Rez's fault. Uh, as, as a sub at Wembley, do you still, have you still got, as a squad player, have you, have you still got a role to play in that in that environment? Do you know what it has sort of help? This sounds really cheesy, but mm. help supporting the players before the game, half time, particularly before penalties as well. Do you have yeah. any input or do you sort of stay away from it, let? players who are playing get on with you. No, you just, you try and give as much encouragement and help as you can. You know, you're part of that squad. I made 37 mm. appearances. I want, I wanted that League One winners playoff medal around my neck. Yeah. Whether I'm playing or not, I still play a part. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. Um, but now it's, 
any game I if I didn't play in any game of sport the lads and I was never mm. behind their back saying can I see can I see yeah. you know it's I don't agree with that at all mm. you know, no I think I think Rich it was Richie Smallwood came in came in on loan and sort of took my place when I got injured yeah but he was he was great he was unbelievable too. he yeah, was well. unbelievable he was like a brick wall in that midfield it's he was the he was the one that let Frax. Frax went and scored on goals because he was the one just sitting yeah. there and mm. getting my freedom to go and do it. Yeah, he was brilliant. When you look at that midfield for that season with yourself yeah. and Frax, and, I, 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 and it was just, I mean, it was phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, and I, would, I would think as a player, no matter who you are, whether it's yourself or Frax or anybody else, if you, you worry that if you get injured, the, you are going to worry you're not going to get back in. You're not going to get back in. That's what happened to me, yeah. So yeah. you, had, you had to play and keep yourself do well in training, keep yourself fit. You couldn't go out at the weekends and drink and do this because you knew yeah. more chance of on a hamstring or something. So no, it was, that's what happened to me, basically. Uh, got injured for four or five weeks and then Richie came, done well, went on a winning run and just couldn't get back in. Mm. It was half-time like. Pringles, uh, when we were 2-0 down, Pringles, Pringle mentioned that it was very quiet. You know, 10 minutes of, of being very, very quiet. Mm. Steve Evans had a bit of a blast for a couple of minutes and then you went back, Then they, everybody went back out. Is, was that how you remember it as well? I don't know. I was sitting in the shade in the, the bench at half-time. With the oh, yeah? It was boiling hot that day. So we don't... Subs just stay and do a warm-up. Right, OK. Um, but yeah, I think... Sorry. I think I think I think few of the lads said afterwards it was they were surprised how quiet it was at half time considering we weren't mm. didn't play well, we were two 0 down. Um yeah, they were surprised it was it was he didn't go off more as much as he usually does. Mm. Mm. Uh, and on the bench you must have been in a good position for Ravel's goal. Yeah. Um <laughs> what were your thoughts as you could see him lined up because it was very obvious what they were gonna do before he did it. What are your thoughts running through your mind as he's hunched over, ready to shoot from a I've mile seen, away? Just seen him hitting it, and I thought, let's get in. And then obviously it's gone in. The thought they were all just jumped, and next day I looked down the lane, big Steve's running down. <laughs> that's, that's the biggest thing I remember from that goal. Not, not the 30 yard wonder goal. It was Steve running down the lane, pulling his trousers up. What, what a strike. I, I, I think Rez would hit another. 50 of them shots and would not do what he done. Just one of them days it was made for him. Uh, and the shootout again, watching from the sidelines, does that make it more stressful? You know, if we go one of the five or one of the 11 on the pitch that's mm. taking the penalties, you're sort of in control of it. When you're at the sideline, how difficult how difficult is that to watch? It's like, sort of like a fan, aren't you? You're just almost a fan. Yeah. You're like a, you're like a, you, can't, you can't do anything. You're not in control. The lads are taking penalties and the goalkeeper are the ones that can do some. So... Mm. The lads on the side are just you just can't do anything about it. But obviously obviously we're big big ads has saved that there. You know, we've all just sprinted on. If you look back at the pictures, I think everyone's there, the subs, the spur men mm. that travelled down, who weren't in the squad. Just shows how together we were, you know. There was no one obviously if you're not in the squad, you're not playing, you're not a lot of people aren't happy, but it just shows there's a picture of all just jumped on them, like everyone. Everyone. So we're all we were all in it together from day one. Not showing that picture. Very special moment. Very, very special. Great. Um, ask, I bring this as well. Your medals and trophies from your time, because you've got some more medals and trophies after you left Rotherham. Um, where are they kept? We spoke to a former Rotherham player on Monday. 
yeah. and he's waiting for a cabinet from his dad for 10 years. He's still not got him back yet. Um, Who's that? Uh, it's a, somebody who played for his in the 90s, Trevor Berry's dad's oh, yeah. in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah. um, I've, got, um, I've, got the, I've got the League 2 one. That's a big one. Um, I've got the mm. home and away top with the medal in the middle. That's down like the, the kids' sort of playroom, games room. Um, mm. And the League 1 is hanging up in the wardrobe with the medal around it. I just haven't got round to doing the pictures. Yeah. Just <laughs> I'm gonna get, I am going to get a frame. I'm um, going to get that done. I've got that and the Lincoln one, which need framed. So I'm yeah. going to get them two done the next next lot of months. Get it sorted. But it's sitting there, nice, nice, nicely hung up, ready to get framed. Um, final fan question I've got for today. Ian Frost, um, yeah, we've already mentioned it, but we're disappointed when your time came to Miller, so you thought you were great prelate for us. Um, we'll drown a lot after us. Ooh, this is a really hypothetical question, but if the contract's offered on reasonable terms I assume you would have signed it in, in yeah. a second yeah well I would have signed it I was getting to sign the contract so I thought mm. from the previous meeting I had that's what was happening but you know once he told me because I think I think we had the the bus we were on the bus we were doing a parade around Rotherham for the trophy mm. after the meetings so when he's told me I'd have just got my off I missed I missed a lot which I look back now and think maybe I should have Maybe I should have mm. went and took took all that in, you know, all the fans around the the, the, the town and that, but it's just one of the things, but I would have signed straight away. Um, I don't think I did move about, you know, most clubs it was at, it was two years minimum. Mm. Apart from Lincoln, where it was 18 months and then same for Salford. But it was hard for me because I was I was based in Lincoln. My my home and the kids were at school in Lincoln, so I couldn't uproot and just leave. So any club yeah. I'd been to was I was trying to get it in like an hour, hour and a half drive, so I, I didn't have to move. Um, mm. but I, th- I think Port Vale was only long one, which was which was an absolute track, like 100 miles, staying in the train. Um, most days, I was, oh, it was two years I spent there. Um, and then, not, was it not security after that for two years? Yeah, it was not. And then, mm. and then Lincoln, which was on my doorstep. Which yeah. Up, yeah, which was decent five minutes drive. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was a good one. It's only got the eighteen months of that, but no, that was a good time as well. Like it, obviously the club was new training ground. Uh, the city was buzzing. You were getting nine, ten thousand every week at Central Bank. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere was unbelievable. So just from great, yeah, great stadium as well. Yeah. I love going to watch football there. Yeah, proper stadium, proper mm-hmm. proper atmosphere. Um, but yeah, that was that was another good time. Another promotion there. Yeah, I was saying successful as well, isn't it? Very successful. Yeah, successful. Yeah, yeah. It was. I knew. I knew it, when it was at Notts County. Um, they were offering me another contract, but when I knew Lincoln were interested, you know, living in the in, in, in the town, mm-hmm. I knew like they were going places. Um, just just to buzz about the place. Um, I chose to stay in there instead of staying in Notts County, and you know, it was a good decision because Notts could relegate it that year and Lincoln ended up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I was getting a bit of grief from Nats fans after that, but I think in the end, I made the right decision. Mm. Well, I, 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 yeah. don't think, I don't think I moved about that much. I think it was only three clubs after that. I was what, what time? I was 26 when I left Rotherham. Yeah. Uh, 26, yeah, 2014, weren't it? Yeah, 20, 26 it was. So it was only three clubs after that I left. Obviously, Salford, that was only like a three month job at the end. Mm. It stopped because of COVID, but. Yeah, it's most clubs two years. 
Well, I want to ask that. You signed two years at Rotherham. Only two years. Two years nowadays doesn't seem like a very long contract. Was that a club decision? Personal decision? I only, only prefer two years. I think it was a, I think it was a club decision. Obviously, Steve hmm. told me that if you, if you do well, then we'll rip up the contract after the first year and give you another one. Hmm. So I think I spoke to I spoke to him at the start of the following, like the league one season. Yeah. Said, "Listen, I've done well there. I want to stay and enjoy it." What's happened? A um, couple of months. We're trying to do this, do that, and so I just dragged on. And then I was at the team, and I was just I just didn't go back to it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. I was I was at two years. Obviously nowadays, I think once you get to like twenty nine thirty, you do well to get a mm. two year deal. Unless, yeah. you're, unless you're a forward that's going to score goals or you're a top, top player. But yeah, it's it's one, one year deals mostly there. Hmm. Um, finish off with a couple of quick ones, quickish ones. Um, where would we have to ask this? We've played with Steve Evans, we've got to ask. Have you got a favourite Steve Evans story? We've been told this, that there is a Steve Evans story which Arnie and Pringle wouldn't tell us. Yeah, uh, I understand yeah. if you won't tell us, uh, but I've got to ask. <laughs> It's the same. It's the same story. I'm thinking of. It's I can't. I can't tell you. I can't. I love to. Fair enough. That's, That's fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got any good stories, Steve? What we're planning on doing? What was that, Mick? Oh, what we're planning on doing is asking everybody who in that squad. We're going to get everybody on, and eventually yeah. we're going to get Steve Evans on and ask him. Steve, <laughs> 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 he will tell you that. What <laughs> If it's if it's the bus if it's the bus one there, I don't think uh, I, th I think yeah. it's a bus one, but that's I can't tell it. Yeah, I can't tell yeah, it. That's fine. Probably a time we went to um we drove, I think it was six hours the large mm. like in Scotland for pre season. And you're sitting on the bus for like five, six hours and your back's in bits and your hamstrings are in bits and you know, we got there at seven o'clock and we got off of this I think 30 years ago, it was the big thing, Largs, like a training facility. Yeah. But that was 30 years ago. <laughs> We've got off, and this place is like Beirut. There's, no <laughs> There's this hotel, the TVs. The TVs were like 12-inch TVs, which like in the top corner, you've got these beds, were like army beds. It was, pitches weren't great, but we've got off after seven hours. He made us, he's made us do 10 100-meter sprints straight off. The lads are thinking, we're going to pull our hamstrings here and do this and do that. But yeah, he told us as well, he said, AC Milan trained here last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, That's good, that is true, he says, you should all be privileged to be here because AC Milan have just left and he used to speak about Sir Alex Ferguson. He used to come out, come out pretend to be on his phone, no one training. <laughs> <laughs> put it down, he was like, ah, oh, that was soft. Alex Ferguson. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the time he spoke to this, and uh, he was some man. I was like, he's, he's uh, I can't, you know, he says things about him, but one story about him, I'll tell you. We, I was in Notch County at the time, and he was at Mansfield as a manager. So we were through knowledge, and I'm in speaking, I think I was doing like a, the media or the, the radio. I'm missing two kids have walked out to get in the car. As they've walked out, Steve and sort of walked beside him and like they've sort of met mm. and just speaking. And Steve's give the kids like 30 quid each. <laughs> just say, just say, like, as you knew, like, they were my kids. He's like, I oh, just talking to them. He's like, go buy yourself something. There's 30 quid each. 
So he's you know that way, like he's beating up the deal. So I come back, took the sixty quid of the kids, and I got a good night out. Like that night, he was he was good up. Ah, he was. He was. As you get all these stories at the time, you're thinking, "Fucking, this guy's just mad." Yeah. But looking back now, like it's if he honestly if he rang me up now and he was in Belfast, I'd go for a pint with him. Yeah. Probably go for a pint. Obviously, he'd still probably talk shit and tell me lies, like, but <laughs> I still go with him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I still go another pint with him. Yeah, and like I said, successful times as well. And it? it's not yeah. like if 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 we'd have struggled, if, if we'd have been in League Two for two years. Mm-hmm. Then it won't be it won't be where we are. Success he brought as well is you can't argue with, can you? Hundred percent, yeah. But he he was a smart man in his interviews. Like he used to, mm. he knew what to say to keep the fans on side. I always thought that. Yeah, he was, he was the best I've seen. Very good, very good. Yeah. Um, but no, it's I say if he didn't say me, I would have had these two promotions. So you know, mm. it's down to him why why I've got them. So yeah, it, it's just I. I I wasn't. I was, you got stories about him, not but what he done for me, like it was massive. Mm. He, did, he did a good job. We complained we had Alan Stubbs a couple of years later, and he just didn't engage with the fans at all. It just mm. it, it was something like, why? Yes, why you don't? Why don't you clap the fans? I says, well, yeah. why would I need to? Steve Evans was a polar opposite to that. It could. Yeah. He just yeah. played up to the fans, and it, yeah. it, it earns your time. If, if you're as a manager and you're struggling a bit, but you've got the fans on side. It gives you a bit of a bit. Takes pressure yeah. off, doesn't it? Listen, the, the fa- any football club, the fans are the biggest thing. See, if fans want you to that club as manager, they'll put pressure on the board and chairman. Yeah. Social media nowadays, booing at the games. Big St- Steve is Steve is a smart man, very mm. smart. Stubbs he went out of his way to be the completely the opposite, didn't it? Yeah, weird yeah, guy, was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then then Kenny Jacket came in for three weeks and. I think he wasn't happy with. I remember speaking to a few lads that he was promised like there'd be new training facilities, like the building there. Mm. They had like little huts. Yeah. He was promised to be getting this, and now he budget or something like this or players, and he just didn't get them. He just after three weeks, he's like, "Oh well, see you and go." Yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, I think the way we, there's ways now a structure in place, but I think it came out of the transfer budget effectively. I think Warney had to push for it to come out of the transfer budget, sort of. Um, but for the facilities now, for the for the, for the yeah, there's a structure at the, at the state at the training yeah, ground yeah. now, and and the, to improve the pitches. I might be wrong, but I think that mm. came out of the League One, not last time, the time before League One, yeah, effectively transfer budget type thing. Well, needed to come from somewhere. I was told when I signed, I signed in the July. I was told by September we'll be in a new training ground out beside Sheffield. No. It's still there. Still the ground's there. still there. The grass is there. Yeah, the sign's still there that says Rodney United training ground, but gra- the grass is about yeah. six feet long. And, was it? Uh, it's just <laughs> <still> <laughs> nothing else still. there. I was probably yeah. promised that, but that didn't mean much to me anyway. I just thought of me where the train. <laughs> Um, final question, which we we'll all want to know: What is your favourite Rotherham United memory? Uh, I think we can probably guess, but what is the, what is the, if there's a bit one moment that stands out? Um, personally, or just as a whole for the team? Uh, I'll go both. I'll go personal first. So two questions. Two questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I I think for me the. 
not, not only the goals they scored, but I think the league two, the last day, just seeing Frack score that goal, the fans mm. going towards me. That was a memory. Also, the, the, the Sheffield Wednesday game, do you remember that? The Carling Cup? And the, the Cup, Car- yeah. The Prings, the Pink Power scored out worldly. Frack scored a worldly as well. Did uh, Mick miss that game? That was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the best atmosphere at home. It was amazing that night, yeah. That I've, I've played on. That was some night. Um, I think as a team, I think the whole, the whole two years I was there, mm. just from, from day one till the very last day, it was just just unbelievable for me. Um, just to get them two promotions, you know, not many players can look back after mm. finished football and say I had promotion to League Two and then promotion to League One back to back. So not many players can do that, and probably enough to, to say I've done that rather. Mm. Fantastic. We love to love to hear when people have had a good time at Rotherham. Yeah, we we well, enjoyed it as well. So it was the it was the best two years of my my career looking back now. It definitely was, you know, great lads, great fans. No, I haven't mentioned the fans yet. The fans are with me were unbelievable. Absolutely mm. top class. They they were a massive part of why we got that back to back motions. Every mm. week you had eight, nine, ten thousand fans at home. Even the away fans you had you had I think we filled most of the grounds. Mm. You know, when we went, we took we took big numbers, pure atmospheres. But as it helps when you're winning games and you're up near the top, you are going to get more yeah. fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as it was tough times during that League Two season, we, were, we weren't playing well, and they did, they did keep showing up and supporting us. Mm. Yeah, we, 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 we again we talked to the, some players from 1996, where first players ever played at Wembley, and they said so they were the same. The fans, it just sort of sticks with them. A club, look, this I've imagined a lot of clubs like this. But if you're successful for them, you re, you're remembered for almost forever. You become, you know, part yeah. of the club's history, don't you? And it's, yeah, fans fans love it. Yeah, yeah. You don't you don't see a player that scores forty goals a season and the team gets relegated. They don't get spoke about, you know. But you get promotion yeah. and then promotion again. You look back. I look back in our 10, 15 years' time sitting in a pub, you know, speaking to my, my kids about it. You know, so it's it's memories. You know, it's. They don't last forever in football, you know, it's a short career. Mm. And for me to do that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it, you know. Yeah. Mm. I think it should be, I, I think it's brilliant. Make anything else you want to ask? No, I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about that these two seasons now for what feels like, for, for, certainly for myself and Matt, for, for, for the last three or four weeks. And it, mm-hmm. it just keeps bringing yeah. back more and more memories. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and it's one of the things from our, from our point of view, certainly as a fan's point of view, is to, is to, the, the fact that the players enjoyed it just as much, yeah. which sounds a bit mm. stupid, really, but because I think, yeah, it's, it's just a job, really. But mm. it, it's our club, and, and the fact that players are coming back and back to us and saying that those were probably two or three of my best years of my career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It is now. It's Aussie. It's it's. It was just. It was the best two years of my, of my career. Obviously, it's. The, the, the squad, every every person, there's no bad eggs in that squad. Mm. League mm. to your league one, everyone was just together. But all different kinds of lads, you know, we had lads that were quiet, but you know, you'd speak to, you had our lads like out every Tuesday and Saturdays after games, you know, Prince absolutely, he had a, he had to pay rent in Faber rooms one stage. There was Prings. Uh, Hitch, Tom Hitchcock, and mm. who's on? Miles Addison. 
Oh yeah, you mentioned them, yeah. M3 stayed together, and you guarantee on a Tuesday, if we won on a Tuesday, they'd be in February, and a Saturday, <laughs> my club. It's just a great, it's a great time, just thinking back now, like it's, I think it's the first I've spoke about it, like in a mm-hmm. podcast or anything, about the two years or other. That would bring back memories, Google. Fantastic to do that. We'll be, like, yeah. we, we, we've really, really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. No problem. My uh, so thank you everyone for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, and thank you, Michael Connor, again. We very, very, very much appreciate it. Cheers, mate. No problem, boys. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.